a listener production. Hi, the person you have called is not available. Please leave a short 10-second message after the tone for... The Howie Games Hotline. Hey, crew. We're still firing along halfway through Howie Hotline, Ep 7, Part B. Um, Lockdown versions, uh, they, they tend to run a little loose, don't they? They Well, mate, I can't go anywhere for the next seven days at least, so we might as well push on um, like the rest of the country. We can't really go anywhere. Uh, we've appreciated all the questions so far. On the show notes is the uh, number for you to get involved in the hotline. Sometimes it's a little confusing for people. This is the way you can do it. You can ring if you're within Australia or overseas and leave a voice message at the beep like any traditional message. The best way to do it, though, is jump on voice memos or a similar app on your phone, record a message, and then message it through, or if you're overseas, WhatsApp it through. It's a really simple process because you'll hear in these recordings, some are a bit scratchy. They're the voice message ones, the clear ones are ones people have recorded on their phone and then sent them through, which is the way we really do the podcast, us, in many ways. Yeah. But that's a, a bit of a secret we have up our sleeve there. But, yeah, please continue to send them through. I think we've just mm. done... Uh, uh, so we just finished Jonty. on Jonty. Okay, so we better get to Baden. Let's get to him. Hi, Howie. Braden here. My dad and I absolutely love the podcast and we listen all the time when we're at work and then we trade stories about our favourite episodes. We also love watching sport together and we've been lucky enough to go to the 2015 AFL Grand Final and see the Hawks win the Premiership. And we also went to the Women's World Cup when Australia beat India at the MCG. What I want to know is, what is your favourite sporting event that you've ever seen with the pickle and the big penguin? Looking forward to your answer. Thanks. Great question. Sorry, my mistake there. That was Braden. G'day, Braden, and g'day to your dad. I'm stoked you blokes have a listen and uh, chat about the show. I watched the Women's World Cup final from Costa Rica. Uh, on a dodgy satellite feed. I was also lucky enough to be at that 2015 Hawthorne Grand Final working on the wireless at the time. My kids with me, Braden, don't get to go to a great deal of sport because I'm always at sport working. So they've only been to the footy three or four times. They've been to the cricket, but they drift into the box with with E and then, you know, they obviously have to go out because it's a work environment. So my favourite memory I've taken to them was the first time they went to the footy and I didn't I made sure I had a day off, which working Friday, Saturday and Sunday doesn't very often happen. And we went and saw Essendon versus Hawthorne for um, AFL fans and the Hawks got it done with about 10 seconds on the clock and just to see the sheer joy on my kids' faces and understand that they were hooked to the mighty Mm. Hawks and they would never go anywhere else like the Blues, who their mum goes for, was probably my highlight of the the things I've taken to the kids to. Um, But I'm sure there's a lot of sporting events for us to come down the track. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so funny. Like I, um, my my mum is a massive Geelong fan, as am I, and uh, been to a hundred or plus games of yep. footy with her, and I've been to so many as an adult as well. But all the ones for me, you know, when I look back on going to games in the flesh, uh, all you know, games when I was a kid and going with her, yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 one stands out, which I hated at the time, but I, I think it was the coldest game of footy I've ever been to. It was down in Geelong, V Fremantle, 2004. Oh, is uh, that when Jeff was, Farmer got hypothermia? Yeah, and that was when Jeff Farmer got hypothermia and they all at the halftime, it was so cold and wet that all the players just went straight off the field and stood in the showers in their <laughs> in their outfits and then just went straight back out on the field. <laughs> There's those memories with your parents. I can remember uh, Dad, the Eagle, taking me 
from Carring Bar North Primary picking me up at lunchtime and driving me to the SCG for a day-nighter, Australia versus the West Indies, and Kim Hughes made 100 and the Australians beat the West Indies, which when they had Desmond Haynes and Gordon Greenwich and Gus Logie and Viv and these guys, that was a – Jeffrey Dujon, that was a rarity. So, yeah, it's something special. Mm. Guy. I, I can remember it clearly, the lights and the colour and the ball and the, the green and gold and the, the mauve and the grey of the West Indians. So, yeah, it's, it's something special and I probably yeah. don't – get to take my kids to enough sport but I, I, I've been lucky enough to to host the grand final function the day after when the Hawks won three years in a row and I took them to awesome. that three years in a row and they hung out and I've got photos of the kids with the Premiership Cup when they're like all enough small enough to, to fit in the Premiership Cup and they were hanging out with Cyril the <laughs> heroes so yeah Braden but I definitely need to take them to more sport mate and I appreciate your question I'm pumped you're listening with your old man that's that's cool super cool Howie Brad from Queanbeyan just come up with a couple of episode ideas. I was thinking of maybe if you did a compilation of the pickle and penguin questions and maybe even something like um, a hometown episode where famous sporting towns like Wagga or Queanbeyan where um, there's been so many stars from and just do an episode about the town. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's a good hmm. a good theory. Certainly the kids would love it if they're questions were compiled into their own thing because they think they're bigger than Ben Hur. Right, I'm going to test your Das. You're working on a sports podcast. I know you favour Hamish and Andy and you prefer their podcast and they're the artistic types and I understand that, but you're working yeah, on a sport good. podcast as well. I'm going to ask you a question. Name me two famous athletes from Queen Bean. <laughs> well, funny story on that. I actually... So when I send you these files, I name them the person, so Brad and then Queenbian, and it took me, I don't know, 10 minutes of typing in various different ways of how to spell Queenbian to finally work out where it was and I was just relying on Google to sort of correct me with my search because, uh, A, I had no idea where Queenbian was and, two, I absolutely could not name you two athletes from there. Mark Webber, Brad Haddon. Okay, right. Well, and, and what about sport. Wagga? You're the sports journal and I'm the uh, not. What about Wagga? Um, nah, nothing from Wagga. What about you've started working with football uh, as a tech guru with us on a Sunday. What about the big boy at centre-half forward that used to play for the Kangaroos? Uh, the Duck. Yep, he's from Wagga. Uh, right, okay, mate. Michael I'm Slater. Not, my... Uh, who are Paul Kelly is from Wagga as well, some famous sporting names. So I like the suggestion, but right. what this is <laughs> evidence. Stop putting me on the spot. Well, and this is just showing question. me, Brad, that our man favours Hamish and Andy, and uh, Howie Gaines <laughs> is a bit second, a bit second rate to him. But they do yeah. have the biggest podcast in the country, so they're probably a safer bet in the long run. All right, so are you going to do a hometown version or not? Um, yeah, I, we need to think of the town. We need to think of the town. Um, Wagga would be good. I, I've left a few off. There. It'd, be cool. It'd be cool to go to Bowral and have people's memories of the Don, but we would have had to do this 35 years ago. Can, can you imagine mm. chatting with his, with his school teacher or his, or his first cricket coach or the first team he played for or the bloke that he delivered papers to? But we've probably missed the boat on that one a bit. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, probably. Only, only by half a century. Yeah. Hey, Howie. Nathan here from Tassie originally, but living in Canada at the moment with my family just outside Vancouver. I really loved your episode with Dylan Olcott a couple of weeks back. I thought it was an amazing episode, one of your best. And Dylan is just such an amazing human being um, and athlete. And congrats to him on his uh, recent Wimbledon win again. Um, 
after listening to the episode, I actually reached out to a blind physical educator that I came across um, and asked to interview her for my podcast. Um, she has an amazing story, student athlete who is now studying to become a PE teacher. So um, it was all because of your episode with Dylan that I reached out to her and I really enjoyed connecting with her and seeing the amazing work that she's doing as a blind physical educator. It's not something that you see every day. So um, if you want to have a listen to it, I'd love for you to uh, have a listen at the Phys Ed cast. I'll uh, put the link below and uh, keep up the great work with the Howie Games. Thanks, Nath. Cracking question, Vancouver, one of the great joints. Um, beautiful part of the world. The Phys Ed cast, I've had a bit of a listen to it. Nath, I thought it was fantastic. Well done, mate, in your own podcast. There's so much work goes into it. I have, all people appreciate that. And, yeah, it's oh, a yeah. great idea. And shout out to Dill too because that was only about, what, eight weeks ago we recorded that, do you reckon? Yeah, just before he went overseas, I reckon. Well, since then he's won the French Open and Wimbledon. So <laughs> we might get, need to get him on again soon. He's winning that many titles. Um, he's a He star. was awesome. He was, that wasn't was, he? Yeah, yeah. That was such a good chat. Check out his podcast too. It's called Listen Able. It's a very, very sharp show. Yeah, I'll make that one as well. So Yeah, I just, know you do. Yeah. I know. It's another one in front of me. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Thanks, Nath. G'day, Howie. It's Joel here, mate, up in Hong Kong. Hey, Joel. Just ringing to say day again uh, and uh, emphasising how good a job you guys are all doing. Das, MJ, and, of course, Pickle and the Big Penguin. I wondered if it was possible if you could collate all the all the questions at the end of your interviews and put them in their own separate little podcast, the ones where you say at the end of it, what's the best advice you can pass on to the kids of the world? That sort of stuff's fantastic, and I love passing that sort of information on to my kids. Um, my kids are the most important thing in the world to me, as I'm sure your kids are to you, Howie, and I can tell that. I love listening to Mac interview Craig Johnson and you and he almost gave you exactly the same response <laughs> after one of his questions. Thanks very much and keep up all the good work. Cheers, Joel. I reckon Joel is a pilot in Hong Kong, so yes. I hope everything's going He's all right. hit us up before, hasn't he? Yeah, a frequent uh, yeah. contributor, which uh, we mm. appreciate. That's a great idea about the suggestions. That was a great idea about the suggestions. I'll, I'll get back to you on that one in a tick. On the YouTube channel, as I say, we put three or four long clips out, but the clip that we always put out, the fourth clip, is always the short answer at the end from the guest as to what advice. So, again, check out the Howie Games YouTube channel. I think if you could subscribe to it, that would be cool because it's something to do with algorithms and how many people get the opportunity to watch it if people subscribe to it. It doesn't cost anything. I don't understand much about the tuber generation that you're in, Das, but, yeah, yeah. Um, to answer that question, we had that question before. Yeah, I didn't tell uh, you this. A few people have a few people have, have asked that. Yeah, and we were joking around about maybe we could make one of those inspirational calendar type Howie Games setups. Well, All right. do you remember that? I, I had an yeah. old mate hit yeah. me up on Insta, and he's from Australia's and New Zealand's biggest calendar company, and he said we should get together and do something. But I. I <laughs> I haven't followed up to a great extent yet, but it's amazing the kind offers people make and the people that are listening. So maybe we get rid of f- the t-shirts in your garage first, and then we'll <laughs> yeah, talk about think, it. We'll talk I, about inspirational calendars. Because the problem with the calendar, you've pretty much only got a short window to sell it. Because once twenty twenty two calendar is gone and it's twenty twenty three, you're stuck with your inventory, as it's called in my business, the merchandise business. You're stuck with your inventory for forever, Guru. Because not many people want last year's calendar. No, no, you don't want to be stuck with a garage full of calendars. Risky, I think. I think think that that could send us under. Thanks, Joel. (laughs) Uh, Stay safe in Hong Kong. G'day, Howie and team. It's John from Mandarin WA. 
just a off-the-cuff idea. Uh, with the Olympics coming up, I so thought maybe it might be worth visiting some of the um, lesser-known Olympians. Um, one that's, well, it's not lesser-known, but the sport's not too popular, is a bloke like Michael Diamond. Might be uh, worth having a chat to. But yeah, things along those lines. Thank you very much to everyone for, for your hard work, and yeah, keep it up. Thanks, Cheers, John. That's to MJ and Darcy who put in a lot of hard work. I'm going to put you on the spot again now. Do you know who Michael Diamond is? Yes, I do. The uh, clay target shooter. There you go. Good boy. Um, yeah, he's, gotcha. he's he's lived a he's he's had a few dramas since he he finished up with the Olympics. Uh, yeah, I I thought about I even thought about doing you know how Tour de France Lance Armstrong does that podcast. Mm. Uh, he does an update every day. I thought about that with the Olympics, but we've just sort of run out of time. I'm sure there'll be a lot of Olympic podcasts out there to listen to. But tomorrow, mate, so by the time this goes out, uh, Lee Diffie put me on to his NBC analyst who is in Japan now in quarantine, a, a guy by the name of Atto Bolden who has won an Olympic silver medal in the 100. He's a 100 metres world champion. He won a couple of bronzes in Sydney in the 100 and 200. I'm that pumped to talk to him specifically about what is required to train to be the second fastest man on the planet and to break down the race. Yeah. I'll try and get it out before the 100-metre final okay. um, of the Olympics. So, well, you, you, you and me will both be under the pump there because I've been watching his races. Awesome. <laughs> like the second fastest man over 100 metres in the world, it, it's an incredible achievement. So I'll have a chat with Addo oh. and we'll hopefully get him on before the race, mate. It would be fascinating to hear someone. I don't even know how you break down a 100-metre race. I just thought you'd just go for it as fast, as hard as you can. Yeah, but I, I guess it's 10 seconds or 9.98 or whatever it is. It needs to yep. be perfection. So I'm sure totally. the start, the the spring, when they stand yeah. up, what happens yep. It's keeping your maximum speed, reading about it, that to win the 100, it's the person that can keep their maximum speed at the highest for longest. Yes. So they all might have a similar maximum speed from what I've, I've done a lot of reading about Addo in the last um, week or so. You might all have a very similar maximum speed, but those that can produce it for the longest possible time mm. is the eventual winner. So we'll, we'll find out from Addo. We'll, we'll get that out. Awesome. Thanks, John. On you, Johnny. G'day, how are you, Darcy? It's Paul here from the central coast of New South Wales. Hope you boys are having a great day wherever you may be. Yeah. I'd like to ask three questions, but I'd like to start three. by sharing two of my favourite episodes. First, uh, Ben Graham, that was a really cool story. And also Craig Johnson, being a massive Liverpool fan myself, I found his story to the top absolutely unbelievable. First question, though, what episode of the Howie Games has received the most amount of downloads? Second question, what athlete have you sat down with and then after listening to their episode back has given you some really nice feedback? Third one, earlier on you used to talk about personal podcasts with people. I was wondering if there was someone you sat down with whose story blew you away or you found really fascinating. If you might be able to share something, but I understand if you can't. Uh, either way, thanks for your hard work, guys. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Hey, Paul. Uh, so three parts. You have to remind me, Dars, because I'm, I'm getting old and I've been in quarantine. So the first one was which has received the most downloads. I haven't checked Correct. the system recently, but it's traditionally the ones that have been in the system for the longest. So uh, Gilly and Punter are probably neck and neck at the top. Luke Longley was reasonably early on, and that's been a massively, massively downloaded show. Mm. Of the more recent ones, Kelly Slater's off the charts, but because he hasn't been in the charts for as long, he's probably not as much as yes. Ricky and Gilly. But, uh, the, yeah, King Kelly is enormous. 
Second part of the question, Das. Second part of was, the question was who has contacted you after they've interviewed with some uh, great feedback about the interview itself and I, I think you sort of answered that uh, maybe in part A of this hotline oh, yeah, with, with, with Daniel with Kowalski. Kowalski. Yeah. Um, Craig Johnston as well got in touch to say how many people were coming up to him on the street and said, oh, I didn't realise that you had such an incredible story. And one of the world's nicest men that is very different to sometimes the way he's perceived in public. Justin Langer was very, very kind with his words, a really kind email he sent me afterwards. The third part of the question was... So the third part of the question, Howie, was have you interviewed in your private podcasts, uh, which you haven't done so many this year, were there any stories that really fascinated you there? Yeah, I think the whole thing about the private podcast, which we're trying to replicate in a in a more accessible way, which will bring some information soon on that one because that's a whole nother kettle of fish. Yeah, I think everybody that we've done, there's a private podcast with your dad or your mum or your sister or your brother or, or your son or your daughter or your, your grandchild or your great-grandma, they're a fascinating learning curve for me because everybody does has a story. Everybody over the age of 35 really has had mm. wins and losses. They've had failures and successes. The, the one that sticks out in my mind and I won't mention her name, I've done a lot of these, it was a lady who had a baby in the late 50s, early 60s and she wasn't married and it was frowned upon to have a child out of wedlock at that stage and her child was pretty much taken away from her um, the day that she gave birth. This is pretty in-depth but I'm not obviously mentioning anybody's names and I'm sure it's a story that's been replicated around Australia and around the world. And through pure fortune, she managed to get some details on the child 30 years later and mm-hmm. met her daughter 31 years later when she knocked on the door at a pre-arranged meeting and opened the door and just saw her spitting image staring back at her. Wow. And uh, she hadn't told many people in her family that she had this daughter. So when they went and listened to the private podcast, they were like, Wow, including a child of hers that didn't know she had a oh my goodness sister, and as she was telling me this story about the emotional connection, there was tears pouring down both our eyes because it was an amazingly wow trusting story to tell. But she was trying to document her history, so yeah, yeah that that really sticks out in my mind. That's amazing. Oh, great yeah, everybody's question. Everybody's got a story, Dars. Yeah, everybody's they do. Got a story. Thanks, Paul. G'day, Mark. It's. Uh... Thomas Stern from Warwick, Queensland. And my question today is not actually to do with sport, it's to do with music. Um, what is the, your favourite music act of all time? Wow. Wow. Howie. All right. Yeah. This is an interesting <laughs> question and we can't say why it's an interesting question to ask, but information will come to light hopefully soon yep. as to why this is an interesting question. Um Wow. Well, I've got into music a lot more recently because I'm trying to learn the guitar, mm. Thomas. So it's not something I was really that into, but I've been immersing myself in it through my guitar teacher and all me, these YouTube clips he sends me and watch this guy and listen to this guy. But before I answer that question, this is more your area. You're in the audio space. Um, yep. Who's your favourite band or musical act? Um, Only one. Uh, I think... I think Tame Impala from Australia. Really? Yeah. The Impala? I, yeah. Kevin I, Parker. Kevin Parker. Um, 
I uh, love their always, always loved his music um, and have been and seen them four times, I think. Um, so big fan of them and then um, a massive fan of the Avalanches as well, another Australian band. Okay. Um, the Impala. That's mm. good. He's a big Fremantle man from all reports. He is. Uh, for me, it's you too. I, uh, yeah, right. Uh, it, it's my youth. I remember getting Aktung Baby when I was about to sit my year 12 maths exam, the rattle and hum b- before that. Uh, I got to see them. I've seen them in, wow, I saw them in Wembley. I saw them in Rio. I've seen them at VFL Park at the MCG at, at Marvel Stadium here. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely you too. Um, what is it about you two that you like? Um, I don't know. I think I'm a massive fan of The Edge. Just yep. amazing what he does with the guitar. Sure. And, you know, just have periods of your life where you, you listen back. It's normally older bands because you, you listen back and they connect to, to moments in, in your life and I've got a lot of connected moments um, of you two. And I love The Stones too, old school. I really sure. like The Rolling Stones. Yeah. But anyway, we won't bore people. But a good question, Thomas. I, I would have loved to know why you wanted to know, but good question, man. That's awesome. Thanks, Thomas. Hey, Howie. Um, Paul, uh, listening from Dubai. Been listening for a couple of years now. So um, you've kind of been around uh, with me while I've been on my travels around the world for work and uh, really, really appreciate all the, uh, all the guests you've had. Um, Favourite episode, Lauren Jackson, Michael Holding. Found that really, really interesting. So um, thanks very much. Um, question, would you be um, open to um, interviewing Australians living overseas, Australian sports, people living overseas, particularly, you know, in the US college system or uh, basketball system. I think that'd be really, really interesting to hear what's happening and how their you know, life's progressed, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks very much. Keep up the good work. See ya. Okay. Thanks, Paul. I thought Paul got a car very close to him there at one point in, in Dubai. You been th- to Dubai? Uh, only to the airport. Oh, she's hot. Which I feel yeah, that might be the same with a lot of people. Yeah, I've, I've heard it. She's I've hot. Heard it's she's pretty hot. hot. Yeah, yeah, done a couple of cricket tournaments over there. Ooh, she's a warm part of the world. I had a friend of mine who um, had to go over to Dubai for, uh, you know, a couple of months and I said, oh, mate, I, you know, Hope you enjoy your time over there. And he said, I'm really looking forward to learning how to snowboard. And I said, what do you mean? And he, oh, spent, yeah. he spent the entire time at the indoor ski field. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> extraordinary. It's in the Dubai Mall, quite extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, yeah, it's an interesting concept. I, I presume what Paulie means, Das, is those that are still making their way through the collegiate system, whether it be in, in basketball or or football or athletics, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting concept. We, we probably tend to more get athletes that are already more established that have made their way, like Paddy yep. Mills has made his way through the U.S. collegiate system. Um, I'm trying to, trying to get hold of a guy at the moment. Well, I'm in touch with a guy and it's been going on and off for, for six months. His name is Liam Hendricks. He is a baseballer for Chicago. And a year and a half ago, he signed a massive contract. He's a guy from Perth as a relief pitcher. So when the job needs to be done deep yeah. in the seventh or eighth innings, Liam comes in, a bit wild thing, Charlie Sheen style, and has to throw the heat <laughs> yeah, right. and try and strike them out. But it's almost impossible to get him on the show because they play. All the time. But they play six days out of seven. Yep. So he'll be like, okay, next week I'm in Minnesota 
but they're all afternoon games. What about the week after when I'm in Seattle, we're on the West Coast swing, and he'll be playing 15 games in 16 days. And then he says, well, I'm home with my wife for these two days. Maybe we could do it then. I'm like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be doing it when you're at home with your wife when you've yeah. been. So hopefully we get we get Liam on. But I, I also, Paul, am fascinated by the American athletes and what they go. We need to we need we need to try and get a few more on. Totally. Thanks, Paul. G'day, how are you? Richard here. I grew up in Sydney and I now live in lovely South East London. <laughs> Thought I'd drop you a note as per your request to hear from Aussies living overseas and tuning into the Harry Games. Not only do I listen, love your work by the way, but I also do the honourable thing of passing the pod along within my Aussie network in Europe. Honourable mentions include an Aussie bloke in London with family all over Spain who he's introduced to the pod, as well as my cousin Matt, who until recently was living up in Oslo. So if you wondered who that Norwegian listener is, now you know. Anyway, mate, take care and keep up the good work. Cheers. Thank you, Richard, and thank you, Matt. Hopefully there's more than one listener. A, a, a chap sent me a picture of himself via WhatsApp on the hotline, didn't record a question, just typed me one out to say he was listening in northern Norway and sent me a photo of him with the speakers on the back deck of his joint up in uh, in northern Norway. That's awesome. Which was cool. I'm glad they're uh, listening in London as well. Hey, we, we talked about on part A of this about our, our home quarantine situations as well as isolation. Did you see two days ago on the news in London? It was they're calling uh, fr- it Freedom, uh, Freedom Day. Freedom Day. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Wow, there's two different approaches. I watched the British Grand Prix Sunday night, Lewis Hamilton versus Max Verstappen, one of the great races, one of the great seasons, unfortunately a big shunt for Max after he tangled with Lewis and they had 180,000 people at the race and it was termed a, I think it's an experimental event where um, you prove you haven't got COVID. I think you had to have vaccine proof and you're allowed to go, wow. but basically they've yeah. opened the door in England. Again, we're not, yeah. this is not our area of expertise, but good luck to them all and hopefully it works. Oh, hopefully totally. It works. It's, it's, it's funny cutting up the uh, the Lee Diffie podcast and, and grabbing stuff from the most recent IndyCar at yep. Indianapolis and yeah. seeing the full stands. It's just amazing. Just as we're going back into into lockdown, a bit of kick in the guts, but um, yeah. mate, hopefully, hopefully we can get there get there soon because uh, seeing you know crowds like that just gives me a yearning to get back into into live sport and um, you know get out and enjoy it all. Geez, I, I know it's a, a small a small thing in a bigger picture, but yeah, it's the Ashes this year, and to broadcast the Ashes will mm. be one of the great fun things I've ever done. I've done on the radio but not on the telly and one, I hope we're at the ground and two, I hope crowds are at the grounds. So the, the ashes without crowds and doing it from a studio as we had to do a couple of test matches last year, it'll still be a fantastic broadcast on Fox Cricket but, geez, I hope we're there just to really yeah. soak it up. But, gee, it's coming quickly, mate. You know, it's oh. we've been in this for a year and a half and the ashes are in three or four months' time. Hopefully totally. we can find some way out of it by then, but time will tell, I guess. Uh, and I guess we'll see what happens with the Olympics starting in three days. It yeah. just makes it makes Can't me so, makes me so sad of the the situation over there. I'm so excited for it, but um, having been to, have you been to Japan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Grand Prix, I've been there for three or four oh, times. For the Grand Prix, just Pre. like they would have done it so yeah. well, so so well. Um, and it's it's such a disappointment that. There won't be any crowds there, but um, can't can't wait for that. Oh, but I think they'd sold ninety two point three percent of tickets or something within two months, so it would have been packed stands. Obviously, no crowds now. So, uh, good luck to all the athletes. We've got a lot of people on this show. What about the fact? 
Um, I don't know. It sounds silly. I felt like a proud father when Paddy Mills and Kate Campbell were announced as the joint flag bearers and the fact they'd both been on the show and told their incredible stories. Good luck to them and, totally. and all the Aussies and all the athletes. Um, yeah. Hope, hope everything goes, but especially for Kate, I hope whatever she wishes comes true. Absolutely. Best of luck. Hey, how are you? Bye-bye. How are you going, mate? Sorry, mate. I've done a social media. I just wanted to get this uh, to you about the Dylan Alcott episode, mate. I was just going to lump in my throat. I'm driving the truck. Robo, isn't that cool that Robo's in his truck with a tear in his eye listening to Dylan? That's, that's awesome. Uh, on the run from Sydney Mildew. I hope he's not a removalist old Robo. <laughs> I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's got all the correct paperwork and he's doing the, the right thing. Um as far as his boss, top fuel. That's drag racing, my friend. Have you ever have you ever been to a drag event? Uh I can't say that I have, I don't think. Well, no. trust me, you cannot call yourself a sports fan until you've been to a drag event. I'll okay. say no more. I'll take it she's from you. fly by the seat of your pants style of gear, Guru. <laughs> she's a boisterous crowd. It's a well-lubricated, boisterous crowd at the drags. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't uh, done that down in Calder Park at some stage, you haven't lived, my friend. Thank you, uh, Robbo. Thanks, Robbo. Uh, and, Howie, we've got a couple of uh, guest suggestions to finish things off today. Okay. Hi Howie, it's Aaron here, longtime contributor and fan of the show. I'd really love to see you get Greg Welch, the Ironman triathlon turned commentator, uh, on your show. I think he'd have a very um, fascinating story to tell. Thanks. Yeah, g'day Howie. Bill from Perth here, originally from the Central Week Belt in Perth. Haven't had a lot of field hockey players, but James Dwyer was probably one of the best players in the world uh, going around at the time. So it'd be interesting to hear his story. Cheers. Quick request to see whether you might be able to think about interviewing Toby Price one day. I know he's uh, very good with the kids and that's one of the things that comes across mostly in your podcast. Cheers, guys. Um, also a couple of suggestions for you regarding mountain biking. People you might want to talk to. There's Jared Graves here in the Darling Downs. He's in the Enduro World Series. Similarly, a brother and sister, Mick and Tracy Hannah, and the downhill guys and um, how close they've come to winning World Series. Thanks, guys. Um, Chris McCormack, also known as Macca, the Ironman triathlete. If you would be able to um, make the connection, that'd be good. Great suggestions. Appreciate them all. Um, we'll investigate them all. Normally, we don't sort of say who's coming up, but I reckon if you've got to this part of the hotline, um, part <laughs> B, job. you're in quarantine. <laughs> There's not job. much going on for you if you've got this far. So... <laughs> Uh, as a heads up, I mentioned Addo Bolden, world champion sprinter. He's coming up very soon. Emma Carney, triathlete with an incredible story to tell. Mark Bosnich, who I can't wait for people to hear his story. Who else have we got coming up? Jamie Carr, who just broke the record for the number of winners as a jockey here in Victoria, who's got a phenomenal story to tell. Awesome. There are a few of the ones. I hope I haven't jinxed them because they're not all recorded, but they're all in the schedule. Yep. And a couple of other exciting developments coming. So, Absolutely. And Sean um, White. Coming out on Thursday. Yeah. Sean White. What yes. a dude he is. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Well, he's a goat. Yeah, he, he really is. He really is. So, um, Greatest snowboard of all time. Greatest snowboard of all time. We've had Scotty James on as well. So you're really embedding yourself in the snowboarding fraternity there, now. Sick dude. All Sick. right. I think Sick, we should bro. I think we should wrap it up there. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get... It's gnarly, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's radical, bro. 
That's jive, that's hip, that's hop, yeah. that's cool, that's gnarly, that's Swiss, that's righteous, my man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we mentioned right at the start that we, we've both been doing some home quarantine. Yep. If you're in lockdown, uh, hopefully this has put a smile on your face. Um, hey, Darcy, I appreciate it. I know technically you took bloody ages to get this going, but you finally got there. We so got there. that's an hour of my life. I'll never get back, but i got yeah. nowhere else to go. That's true. Uh, lots, of, lots of episodes coming soon. We appreciate you supporting the show. And again... Uh, we do these whenever we've got enough questions. So the, uh, the the number is on the descriptor. Send us through your messages and we will get you on the show. Uh, I love your work, brother. You're the yep. star of this show. And I think you're coming along quite nicely on the microphone, so uh, you may have a future. Uh, well, thank you, Mark. And uh, <laughs> everyone, keep, keep an eye out for the Howie Games website when it launches. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, let's, and all, let's all pray for the pickle and the big penguin in uh, the... <laughs> Howie Games, <laughs> dispatch operation. <laughs> Distribution guru oh, of the product. It's gonna, uh, they, got oh, their, they don't know well what's done. coming. They don't know what's coming. Well done, mate. All Peace right. and love. Later, mate. See you again, everyone. To replay, press 7. Message deleted. You have no more messages. Listener.